Well, I was meditating some on the word and just thinking about some some of my favorite stories in the Bible about healing and, and how people uh, receive their healing from the Lord. And one of the things that, that God impressed upon me was the importance of faith, and we know that. But the, he was telling me that faith will find a way. Your faith will find a way. You can trust the spirit of faith to find a way. See, this is the key. We always think that it's on us. And then we have our part to do. I mean, we do have obedience to do. But once that obedience is fulfilled, the Bible tells us to stand and then let God work. And so there is something about faith that finds a way to get you healed, get you delivered, get you born again, get you set free, get you anything that you need in life. Your faith will find a way to get it. In fact, faith seeks the way for these things to manifest. Faith finds a way to the point of the manifestation of your promise. So you can trust the spirit of faith. You can trust God. You can trust that if he told you something, as long as you hold on to your faith and you feed your faith and you strengthen, that's continuing in the word. huh? The Bible says, if you continue in my word, you're what? My disciples indeed. Indeed means in action, that you are acting out what you're supposed to act out to be called a disciple of mine. So you're continuing in my word, and you're my disciples indeed in your actions. In what you do, you prove that you're a disciple of the Lord. He says, and for those people, you'll know the truth. Now, if you continue in the word, the truth will be known to you, and that truth will make you free from anything that opposes that truth. So just continue in the word of God. If you stop reading it as much, pick it up again. Just continue in the word of God. He didn't say you could never stop and start again because he knows people. (laughs) He knows us. But it says continue. So you can continue at any time. Just continue to seek God. Continue to read the word. Continue to feast on the word. Continue to hide the word in your heart. Continue to meditate on the word so that God can open the revelation to you. Scripture is more than something to memorize. Huh? You have to meditate on this thing because the revelation has to be opened up to you. You don't want memory. You want revelation. See, revelation is where the light and the power of God's word are. And so if you meditate on the word of God, that means to take a scripture and confess to God, I don't know what this means. Huh? No matter how many times you've heard it. Because it has to be interpreted by the Holy Spirit. And if we will take the word of God that way, meditate on it means to mutter, chew it up, get it on the inside of you. And you can't get inside what you don't understand, not as far as your hearing is concerned. And so God wants us to continually feast on the word of God. Keep your faith in active mode. Keep your faith strong. Keep your faith uh, guarded. guarded. Guard your mouth. Against a bad confession. Guard yourself against putting things into your hearing that are contrary or conflict with God's word. Guard yourself against that. And as you guard your faith, your faith will find its way to the point of manifestation. 
faith always finds a way. So in Mark chapter 2, this is one of my favorite stories about faith and how it is leading these people and how these people are finding Mark chapter 2, starting in verse 1, says, Again he entered into Capernaum. Now, this is a city where there were a lot of miracles done. If you see, there are several instances where he went into this city. Why? Because people were receptive to the word. God will visit any place where you invite him. You know, there were some places the Bible says he couldn't do many mighty works there because of their unbelief. But when he saw unbelief, he would stop and preach and teach them. And so he he had to lay the foundation first in preaching and teaching. That's why we do this the way we do. First of all, you need to get understanding because you're you're trying to operate at a higher level than the average Christian. Did you know that? Whenever you come to a healing school... Instead of going to a healing meeting where you can sit there and worship and you might get in, you might not. When you come to a healing school, you're operating at a higher level because you're getting understanding and not just the manifestation. You understand what I'm saying? And so you want the understanding because you want to go forth and do the mighty deeds yourself. Huh? That's that's a mandate on the church. You know, people people look at the Bible like, you know, well, we don't have to do that if we don't want to. These are commands to us. He said, go into all the world and preach the gospel. And he said that signs would follow the believers who go and do it. And laying hands on the sick and they recovering is one of those signs. And see, you can't do that if you haven't developed your faith and you haven't been schooled into understanding the healing ministry and it's not hard to understand this isn't like college or something huh you know why the bible says the entrance of his word brings light and it gives understanding even to the simple so you don't have to be real smart (laughs) to, to do healing school and to lay hands on the sick you just have to know god you just have to understand his ways you just have to have a relationship with the Lord. So anyway, in, in Mark chapter 2, verse 1, again he entered into Capernaum after some days. For some reason he kept going back. And I believe the people's faith was drawing him back there. And it was noised that he was in the house. So people began to hear that Jesus was there. That's the hearing of the word. Our understanding would be when it says Jesus is in the house. That means they heard the word, just like what we're doing here. And it says that that he was in the house and straightway many were gathered together insomuch that there was no room to receive them. No, not so much as about the door. So the room is packed tight. They can't get anybody else in there. Now, I've been to some of Benny Hinn's meetings, and they have to lock the doors when they reach capacity. It's a fire regulation, you know, like God is really going to let a place burn up if all the people in there want him. Uh, but, you know, rules are rules. And so some places they'll, they'll get an extra overflow room where they expect large crowds or something like that. But, you know, God isn't limited to the door. Huh? He's on the inside and outside of the door, if you believe him to be. Huh? Isn't that great about God? 
This sister back here was telling me she was out in the hallway. God hit her with a, the healing power right when she was standing out there. So he, he didn't even wait for her to get in here and for the meeting to start. He met her. Her point of faith was out there in the, in the hallway. huh? So faith will find a way. It will find you a way to get you to where you can meet God and touch him. That's why we have meetings. These are meeting places for you to meet God and be touched by him. Have your need met by the Lord. So there was no room to receive, no, not so much as about the door. And he preached the word unto them. Jesus always built their faith by preaching the word. Now that should give people a key to how they can get healed. You must hear the word. You've got to hear the word. You cannot be healed just sitting waiting and not make a commitment to put more word on the inside of you. You'll never get it that way. There's no such thing as waiting for God to heal you. The Bible says he sent his word and healed us and delivered us from us. And see, that's just a religious teaching that has been handed down forever, have people waiting for this. And while they're just sitting there looking at television, you know, when they wait, they're either looking at TV or doing something else that's a waste of time instead of putting the word in. You're to be feeding on the word, feeding on healing scriptures, meditating day and night. If people told you if you if you want to prosper financially, meditate on these financials, we'd be breaking the door down to get over there to get them. Huh? But we and we should be the same way about healing. And we're not. Huh? We're slide on up to that little blue cross car and slide on. I'm just going to, I'm going to go this one last time. See, I'm going to stand on the word for something big. Huh? You get enough little things, honey, you're going to have something big in a little. Because these doctors got something for you, you know. And if it's if the diseases they have now, if you don't have none of them, don't you know they can think up a new one and put your name on it? Huh? Crohn's disease. All them diseases is named after people's, honey. They'll honor you by naming a disease after you. But see, God wants better things for his people. He's never wanted us just to rely on the natural for our healing. He wants us to rely on him. And so it says, and he preached the word to them, and they come unto him, verse 3, bringing one sick of the palsy, which was born of four. So there are four men carrying this person on a bed. And he's got some kind of palsy. He's not able to move. It's a muscular, neuromuscular disease. So he's probably not able to walk, whatever the situation is. But his nerves are shot. And anybody can tell you, if you, even if you've had a, a spinal cord injury, once spinal fluid leaks out, you can't just go and give a transfusion. You understand? That's a very, very serious injury. And if people get paralyzed very often, they never recover. Except God. But God. And so these people heard that Jesus was in there. And they tried to get in the door. And the door was blocked. They couldn't get in for the press of people that were there. Now, many times people get discouraged if that first door is closed to them. But if your faith brought you there, faith don't quit. Huh? Huh? Because faith is a spirit. Huh? It is the spirit of God. 
In 2 Corinthians, let me show you that. 2 Corinthians chapter 4. You can keep your finger where you are and just flip there for one moment. In 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 13, and we having the same spirit of faith. So faith is a spirit. Now, the one thing about a spirit, a spirit is a personality. It has personhood. So faith is a component of the spirit of God. Faith really is the the working or the productive component of God's spirit. Faith gives birth to things. Faith calls things into manifestation. Faith is extremely powerful. Extremely powerful. To cause the manifestation of things that are not yet seen. So faith really is the agent that pulls your Whatever it is you desire, faith has to be applied to pull it from the invisible world into the visible world. All spirits work for one kingdom or the other. Faith is the only one spirit. There's only one spirit, in other words, that works in the kingdom of heaven. That's the Holy Spirit. So everything that comes out of the spirit of God is pure, holy, without problems. Without hindrances, without blame, there's nothing holding it up from doing what it's supposed to do. So every spirit that comes out of the spirit of God is able to produce without fail. That's why faith is so important to develop because faith will produce what it is you desire without fail. It will bring it right into the seen realm. So the Bible says we have the same spirit of faith. According as it is written, I believed, and therefore have I spoken. We also believe and therefore speak. So the spirit of faith operates that way. You believe, and then you speak what it is that you believe. That's how the spirit of faith operates. Faith has a voice that must be uttered in the earth. In order for that thing to come into the seen realm, it must be spoken. It must be. That's why many times when people will, you know, if you're believing God to heal you, people will tell you to confess the word. Stop confessing that you're sick. Start confessing that you are healed. But I'm not healed, but you are healed. But I'm not healed, but you are healed. But I'm not healed. Yes, because the word says he sent his word and healed him. He has borne your sicknesses and cared by his stripes. You were healed. Now, if you understand that the spirit of faith is without flaw and there's no problems in it, it don't make mistakes because he is God. The spirit of faith is God. It's part of God's spirit. Then you will trust that when the spirit of faith tells you to do something, if you do it, you'll get what God wants you to get. The Bible says that God quickens the dead by calling things that be not as though they are. That's how faith talks. So if we're going to get the results of God, we've got to change the way we talk. We have to talk like faith talks and let the spirit of faith express itself 
outside of itself. So if the Bible says that you are healed and you begin to meditate on that scripture, the first time you hear yourself say it, especially if you ain't feeling too swift, you might get a little nervous that you might not be telling the truth. Huh? Now tell the truth, everybody. Who would have done this beside me? Well, don't be treating me like this. Y'all sitting up there saying, everybody saying, what's he talking about? I ain't putting my hand up. Is this a trick question? No. We're just being honest here. Huh? But it sounds like a lie to you. And you'll say to yourself, I'm healed, I think. And I'm supposed to say this. It don't sound right. It sounds funny to me when I say I'm healed and I ain't healed. God, am I healed or am I not healed? I think I'm healed. I want to believe I'm healed. I'm saying I'm healed because you say I'm healed, but I ain't sure I'm healed. Y'all know that's the truth. And what most of us do, what we quit saying it, huh? Because we convince ourselves because it don't sound right to us, and we ain't got it yet, huh? That it's not true. And see, this is what you have to understand. There are two kingdoms in operation at all times, and those kingdoms war against one another. So when you first say it, honey, the fight is on. Now, the reason it doesn't sound right to you is because the atmosphere that you're speaking in does not support the divine. Huh? If y'all just turned off Oprah Winfrey and felt that twinge in your arm, oh, by his stripes I'm here. You know, it ain't no anointing. Oprah ain't anointed. So it's nothing in your room to support that voice that's anointed. And see, what, what happens is when we get in atmospheres like this because we worship God and the atmosphere is charged with the anointing, those words sound different to you under the anointing than they do just in your bedroom if you've been looking at Oprah or whatever y'all look at. CNN, Court TV, all that worldly stuff. It's a worldly atmosphere that you're speaking into. So what you have to do is, and see, here's the spirit of the kingdoms within us, right? So the kingdom is being projected out against the world. And you feel that resistance. And that's why it don't sound right. It sounds like a lie to you. And you say, well, okay, God. They say I'm just supposed to confess and not change. Barb told me to do that healing school. I'm going to try that and see if that's going to do me some good. I mean, this is just how much faith we got, folks. You understand what I'm saying? I mean, it's a mustard seed. (laughs) Huh? But it's there. And so you'll say, okay, I'm going to try it again. By his stripes, I am healed. By his stripes, I'm healed. I said I'm healed. And you start speaking back to that thing because you'll feel yourself getting more forceful and more determined To win over, you know there's a war going on yourself. You don't really think that through a lot, but you can feel the resistance and you can jump back and say, I'm just doing it because she said do it or I'm just doing it because Kenneth Hagin said to do it. I'm doing it because they say do it. The Bible say do it, whoever. I'm going to try this. And you keep saying it and pretty soon it sounds okay to you. And then it starts to sound real good to you. 
and you start believing it, and you start, hey, devil, uh-huh, uh-huh, you better not go, uh-huh, huh? I was only believing a little bit, and you know what happened? The only thing you did was you kept obeying God. You didn't go fast anywhere. You didn't go get a prayer cloth. You didn't run out to Benny Hinn and come back and get blowed on or nothing like that. You released the kingdom from outside from within to outside of you. Huh? And you have to understand that you don't say it one time. See, that's always a... a a, tr- a test where you test in it to see if it works. Faith knows it works. But God will let us do that and help us even more with our unbelief if we'll just go ahead and do these things. And so pretty soon you're confessing that you're healed nonstop because it's feeling like a release to you. It's feeling good to you. It's feeling normal to you now. It's feeling like it's supposed to be that way. And that, that's only because you have the same spirit of faith that says, I believe and therefore I am speaking. If that spirit of faith, that's, that faith finds a way to make you keep saying it. Huh? Because you believe it, really you do. And with the fact that it comes to your ears not sounding right don't mean you don't believe it. That's just a reaction of your flesh to the kingdom of God. And so they're going to fight each other all the time. But you can win with your confession. Because the faith that's inside of you will find a way to get it on the outside of you where it can do you some good. It won't do you much good. By itself, without works, it's dead. But once you do the work of confessing it and release it, it's alive, honey. It takes on new life once it gets on the outside of you. Meditating brings it strong on the inside, but it must be released out of you through your confession so that it will do its work. Now, there is a place where you can't contain what's on the inside of you. You ever felt like that? You'll go and read the Word and meditate on the Word, and something will just come to you and like, oh, just like a little light come on on the inside of you, a little flash or quickening of life that you feel on the inside of you from the Word. And you'll begin to say, oh, I'm healed. And it'll become a reality to you because that faith that's been working on the inside of you is now finding a way to get itself expressed out of you. It will quicken you on the inside. It will make you feel good about God on the inside. It will make you feel strong about this thing on the inside. And if you continue in the word, continue to express it, continue to release it, then you will see the manifestation of it. People who, are, who have that de- de- determined faith, that development of faith on the inside of them, you don't have to ch- tell them about their confession. Their confession is right all the time. Now, they might feel a symptom, maybe give in to a little self-pity or something like, what good is it going to do me to tell you how bad I feel? You understand what I'm saying? That's the way people of faith deal with things, and they know what they've got to do in order to get to feeling better. But you don't have to rebuke yourself for a bad confession if you've got that faith, because you believe and you speak only what you believe and after a while that word that's inside of you will win out over the world system that says you got to get this because you're this age or this won't happen to you because you're that age this won't just keep declaring that you are healed when you speak it out of your mouth 
Heaven and earth record what you, they write down what you said. Every spirit in heaven and earth keeps a record. Did you know that? Back in the Old Testament, what I call heaven and earth to record this day. Huh? When you speak, heaven and earth records everything that you say. And under the earth has to notice it too. And so heaven and earth make a written record of everything that is declared. And so you want to always declare the word of God. Because when heaven records that you're speaking the word of God, angels of God respond to that. They come and bring you what you're looking for. And so you want the manifestation of God's word. You want it to be recorded. You want God to write down that you said the word today, that you didn't say you were sick. You didn't say you were on disability. You didn't say you couldn't work anymore. You said you were healed. And so when that record is made, then the the spirits that carry those words are dispatched to carry out the manifestation of it. That's how people get sick. I tell people... Why don't y'all see all them doctors' faces? You understand what I'm saying? Every ache and every pain, you got to go get, let me go get me a test. And you to warm out. And they said, well, lady, we ain't got no more tests for nothing you got. What you say is wrong with you, we don't even have that in the book. Well, I know there's something wrong with me somewhere. Huh? Yeah, you need to go read your Bible. That's what's wrong with you, saint of God. Huh? But see, demons, infirm devils are recording what you say too. Come on, y'all. If heaven and earth is recording all of our words, demons in hell record every time you say, I'm sick. I don't feel good. I got in the car with somebody and I, my nose was stopped up <laughs> right before healing school. You know what I'm saying. There's always something you got a, a great woman of paste and flour with a stuffed up nose. You know, <laughs> physician, heal thyself. <laughs> Go heal yourself. Quit talking to us. And so I, I, the person that I was in the car with, they said, do you have a cold? I said, no, I'm healed. I got stripes. Huh? Telling you I ain't got nothing. <laughs> yeah, right. I never gonna come into agreement with you for nothing like that. Now I might tell Shirley, hey, I'm feeling good. Come on, you pray for me and we get this up. Uh, in that kind of a, a setting, you know what I'm saying? My eye ain't telling nobody sent by the devil to come into agreement with. I know the difference. Agreeing for nothing like that. I don't care if it is true. You know, agreement puts a lock on it. It'll manifest more with agreement than it will just for you feeling sorry for yourself every now and then. So watch your mouth. Start confessing. Believe. Speak what you really believe deep down in your heart. And you know some of us get around religious people and we're scared to speak the word of God. That's not right. You know, that's not right, y'all. Don't let people intimidate you out of saying what God says about you. Because you're the one who's going to have to live with your confession, with the results of it. And so, anywhere, it says here, where was I? We believe and therefore we speak. So that's how the spirit of faith operates to bring us the manifestation of that which we are believing God to manifest to us. And I'll tell you another something, too. Your healing has already manifested by the spirit of faith. Hmm? 
Faith is your manifestation. Because the Bible says it is substance. It is the substance of things hoped for. So faith really is legal tender in the spirit. It's like a deposit that you hold on to. And you can cash it in at the point of manifestation. Never let go of your faith. Never change your mind about something that you're standing on in the word of God. I don't care how long it takes. The longer it hangs on the vine, the riper it gets, the sweeter it's going to be when it manifests for you. You just have to look at it that way. And just allow the spirit of faith to take you from glory to glory and from faith to faith. So back to Mark chapter 2. Faith is finding a way to help this guy. It has to make its way to the place of manifestation. Faith does. And so it says Jesus taught and he preached it. And and there was a man on a cot that was carried by four people. In verse 4 it says, And when they could not come nigh unto him for the press, the door was blocked. Everybody was, who was in the Benny Hinn meeting was going to get what they came to get, but you're outside the door. What do you do then? Well, you have to listen on the inside to find out what the spirit of faith tells you to do. Why? Because faith will find its way to the point of manifestation. Faith always finds. Let your faith do the work, folks. Let your faith dictate what you're to do. Let your faith speak to your heart what you're supposed to do. Let your faith carry itself to its natural destination. See, that's why the Bible talks about the Holy Spirit like water. The Bible says out of your innermost being will flow what? Rivers of living water. Anybody who knows anything about water will let you know that it in itself cannot be contained. It's got to have a container that you have to put it in if you want to contain water. But if it's allowed to flow, it goes where it wants to go. Who tells water what to do? Water tells water what to do. And it just flows. You'll see rivers, they they start to swell up, overflow their banks. It'll go right into people's homes right into the shopping center. It goes where it wants to go. Well, by the same token, your faith is a river. Your faith knows where it wants to go. Your faith cannot be contained. Your faith will find a way to the point of manifestation of that which you're desiring. What are you believing God for? What are you praying for? What are you asking God for? If you will take the time to develop your faith, And feed your faith the word of God. It'll be just like an overflowing river. It'll well up out of you and take you here, there, everywhere, wherever it needs to take you. Your faith finds a way to get you where God wants you to be for that manifestation. Many of you are here now because faith brought you here. It wasn't a brochure and it wasn't somebody invited you and they bugged me till I got on that bus. Huh? Well, if your faith wasn't permitting you to go, you wouldn't be here. But your faith wants to lead you to healing. Your faith always wants you to lead you to Jesus. Your faith wants you to get to a place where these things can manifest for you. That's the purpose for which you have faith. 
is to help you obtain the promises of God. And so here they can't get in the door, and what do they do? It says, when they could not come nigh to him for the press, they uncovered the roof where he was. Faith found the way was to rip up the roof off of that house. Faith told them to do that. Faith told them, tear up the tiles off of this roof. Now, the Holy Spirit knows Jesus. So I figure it's kind of like this. Jesus is walking around anointed where the Spirit of the Lord is upon him. God has anointed him to preach and to heal and to all of the things that he has to do. But he's, you've got to get his attention to get it. And that's what you know about everybody you saw in the Bible. Jesus had to stop. And what stops him is faith. And I figure the Holy Spirit works with Jesus like this. They've always been together since the beginning. And the Holy Spirit sits there and he says, now, Jesus is going to like this. He said, when I move on these people to do this, he's going to like this. See, he likes, he likes this wild kind of stuff. I know him. He don't like religion. He don't like a lot of all this old legalism and stuff. But see, when I make them folk rip that, that ceiling out of that place, he's going to like that. Huh? Huh? He will. The Bible says it's his good pleasure to give us the kingdom. And without faith, it's impossible to please him. So the Holy Spirit knows how to please Jesus through what you do. And so I believe they just have a good old time with the saints, trying to figure out how to get us that crazy enough to do something to get the, get in there. And so it says they uncovered the roof where he was, and when they had broken it up, they let down the bed wearing the sick of the palsy. And when Jesus saw their faith, the Holy Ghost knows exactly what to tell you to do to get Jesus to see your faith. Huh? That spirit of faith, I believe and I speak, I believe and I will act too. It tells you exactly what to do to get Jesus' attention. And he says, it says, they let down the, the bed wherein the sick of the palsy lay, and when he saw their faith, he said unto him, Son, thy sins be forgiven thee. Just because you don't do everything right doesn't mean you've got to stay sick. Huh? When Jesus ministered, he always took care of whatever it was that was blocking the door to manifestation. See, seeing your faith is one thing. You can just show God your faith every day through your confession. He sees you down here. You're in pain. You haven't gotten, you know, totally free yet. And he sees you declaring you're healed. He's seeing your faith all the time. But then there's another key to getting the last door open so that it'll manifest on you. And sometimes it's that they're in condemnation. This young man was probably lying on a mat and nothing but religious folk passed him all day long. Well, brother, if you, what sin did you commit that you're in this spot that you're in? Huh? That's religious. They always got more questions than they have answers. Write that down. There's one way you can know religion is in operation. It's got more questions than it's got answers. It has got to know your background and history before they'll let, let you know if God will do anything for you. And they got the same background and history you got, if not worse. At least you ain't run around pretending to be a minister with no power. 
huh? Or add that to your list of sins. And he says the sick of the palsy was lying there. He said, your sins are forgiven. It says, but there were certain of the scribes sitting there reasoning in their hearts. Now, reasoning is not the same thing as faith. They're sitting there clogging up the frequency. See, if they throw all the religious devils out, that man could have gotten the door and got his healing. Then people would have saved their roof. Now they got to call a repairman to fix the roof. As always, listen, there's more religious devils in church than they are, you know. They love church. You know, they get paid for going. I won't go any further than that. Verse 7, why does this man thus speak blasphemies? Who can forgive sins but God only? And immediately when Jesus perceived in his spirit that they so reasoned within themselves, he said, why are you reasoning these things in your heart? He said, what's easier for me to say? Huh? What's easier for God to say? Anything that God tells you to say to get the healing of work. Huh? Any instruction the Holy Spirit gives you to get your healing of work. It just will. And you never know what the Holy Spirit... For Jesus with the blind man, it was spit and make mud pies and throw them on his face. Do that in church. Or with the man lying on the mat, he asked him if he may be made whole. The man never said yes. And Jesus said, well, just get up then. And he got up. Now, we're considered heartless and cruel if we make people in wheelchairs get up and walk. But that really is the way that they get healed. They have to use their faith. That faith has to be utilized. So anyway, <clears throat> so they're reasoning in his heart. And he says, whether it's easier to, to, the, to say to the sick of the palsy, your sins are forgiven, or to say, arise, take up your bed and walk. But that you may know that the Son of Man has power on the earth to forgive sins. So he told him, rise up, take up your bed and walk. And he did it. Anything Jesus would have said to him would have been instruction for his faith to get activated in for him to be healed. Any instruction he gave him to do would have put healing inside of him. Why? Because that was the point of manifestation. That man's faith found a way to get him to the point of manifestation. Jesus only paid attention to people who had a certain level of faith so that they could receive what they were looking for. When you got his attention, you pretty much knew you were going to get the rest of it. If he stopped to hold you a conversation, you pretty much knew at the end of the conversation you were going to get that. Huh? You just were. Look at the woman, the Syrophoenician woman with the daughter that had the seizures. And she was begging Jesus. And he stopped to talk with her. And at the end of the conversation, what happened? Her daughter was well. Same thing with the centurion. Jesus stopped to talk to him. Huh? Whenever the Holy Spirit stops to give you instruction, give you clarity, give you understanding, whatever it is that he does, that is a sure sign that you're you're at least one step closer to the manifestation of what it is that God has for you. Whenever you meditate on the word and God begins to share back and forth with you and give you understanding, you're one step closer to the manifestation of what God has for you. Let me show you another example. There was a woman with the issue of blood. How am I doing time-wise, guys? Okie doke. You want to do it now? 
We'll go. Okay. All right. In Matthew chapter 9. Matthew chapter 9. <sighs> Praise God. Verse 18, we'll start there. It says, while he spoke these things, he's talking about old wine and old wineskins and new wine and new wineskins. He's telling people you can't mix a little legalism and religion with faith. You've either got to go the way of faith and grace or, you you know, they don't mix together. So you've got to go all the way. That's why I tell people once you start praying in tongues, start reading your Bible more and get around people, other people who pray in tongues. Don't try to mix the old and the new together. Something bad is going to happen if you try to do that. It says in verse 18, while he spoke these things unto him, behold, there came a certain ruler and worshipped him, saying, Master, my daughter is even now dead, but come and lay hands on her, and she shall live. So what are we saying? Faith will find a way. And Jesus arose and followed him so this man's faith has found its way to jesus because jesus is following him meaning jesus is honoring his faith he got his attention with his faith listen folks god don't do stuff for you because he like you he like everybody but what moves him is your faith he's not moved because of your wants Huh? He said, if I'm your shepherd, you got no wants. He is moved by your faith. So when you see Jesus get up and follow these people, now this man is leading Jesus to where he wants him to go. And here it says, Jesus arose and followed him, and so did his disciples. That's verse 19, verse 20. And behold, just as Jesus gets up to follow this guy, some woman stops him. A woman, which was diseased with an issue of blood 12 years, came behind him and touched him with more faith than that guy had to get him up and move. Think about it. See, this guy is saying, Jesus, if you leave here and come where I am, My daughter, I know you can raise her up, whatever, whatever, whatever. So Jesus has to get up from where he is and go do something. This lady said, "Uh uh-uh, buddy. He's going to stay right here and heal me. I'm getting mine here and now. That man could have done the same thing. Why? Because faith finds a way to the point of manifestation. That man's faith was only developed enough for Jesus to come where she was and minister to her. There were people who told Jesus, don't even come to my house. I mean, my house is messed up. We ain't washed the dishes. We ain't cleaned up. and we Just say a word, Lord. Don't even come in my door. If you just talk it, I know she's going to be healed. Do you understand what I'm saying? And so that, those people's faith has found a way to get it from Jesus. And he's going to honor both faiths because they both got what they asked for. But one of them set the condition for him to get up and come to them. The other one said, no, I'm taking mine now. 
This lady didn't even talk to him. She didn't even present herself to him. She sneaked up and stole a healing from Jesus. She did. I'm telling you, stand up here, Audrey. Now, this is Jesus. Terrence, come over here to Jesus. What are you sitting there for? And take Jesus to your house to heal your dead child. This lady goes, ah, huh? Stole that healer while he was on the way out. Huh? She said, no, you ain't getting away from me. I done came all this way. And she touched the end of his garment, took it from him. Huh? Why? Because faith finds a way to your manifestation. She said, if I let him go to this man's house, I'm going to have to bleed another. Oh, no, I'm sick of this. I don't want no disability. I don't want no whatever she is getting. I don't want no more attention from the girls. I don't want one more intercessor coming up praying for me. I want my healing now because I want this over with. And she took it off of him. Huh? The Bible says it's his good pleasure to give us the kingdom. And she sneaked up behind him and just touched him. And she says when she touched immediately virtue went out of him. For she said within herself, faith talked to her. That ain't just her talking. That's a spirit of faith. I believe, therefore I've spoken to myself on the inside. Hmm? You need to check in with yourself sometimes. And see what you're thinking and talking about on the inside of you. But the spirit of faith, she probably followed him at a distance for many meetings. Or who knows, people might have just come to her and told her about this man who was getting people healed. And somehow she meditated on that long enough and she reasoned out and she said, God, you think I could get healed? Well, God, is it, you think it's me? You know, God, I, I shouldn't go because, you know, if I've got this bleeding all the time, I'm ceremonially unclean. I can't go out there and get anything. i got to stay in the house. And then one day, her faith finds a way. It gets strong enough on the inside. It finds a way to get her past the religious laws, gets her past the unclean thing, past the, you know, you got to be quarantined and away from people. It gets past all of that. Faith knocks down every wall of resistance to itself, one by one. All of your disqualifications for why you can't do this. All of your, I'm not ready and and God don't want to use somebody like me. Or I've done too much bad for God to do something good for me. Or I don't read the word enough. Or I don't study enough. Or whatever it is, you don't do enough. Faith keeps hammering away at those resist. He knocks them down one by one by one. And so every social resistance, every religious resistance that kept this woman sick, And running from doctor to doctor, she never got better. She only got worse. When you only get worse, you've got to have a miracle. When you get to that point, you've got to fall into the everlasting arms. You've got to find, you've got to let your faith find a way to get you. And faith is always knocking at the door of our hearts. People will say things like, well, you know, I was so-and-so and somebody gave me this flyer. And I don't know anything about this ministry or who these people are. But God put that. Your faith is finding a way for you even at that level. Your faith is finding a way to feed you the word of God and get you healed. 
You know, if we could ever understand how badly God wants to do these things for us, I think we'd be more inclined to believe God and and stretch out and allow him. It's not that hard, folks. The hardest thing is making up your mind it ain't that hard. It's not. Because God says that his yoke is easy and his burden is light. This will be the easiest thing you ever did is just sit and listen to the word of God. And if you're not the type, I don't know about all that sitting. Well, put a Walkman on there and keep running around. You understand? Well, I mean, they got something for everything. Every excuse you think you got. Oh, I'm too busy. I got my kids and my grandkids and my great-grandkids and your 40, huh? And cooking and cleaning and, uh uh-huh, yeah, you're a Walkman candidate. So you, you, you know, you sit on the inside and just rest in the Lord and allow the Word of God to dwell in you richly. And that Word will heal you. That Word will do everything that your faith will find a way to get you to where you need to be. And it says here, when Jesus, she said within herself. So your faith will talk to you and set the conditions for your healing. Now, there are people who have said things like, uh, well, God told me I was going to be healed and give a big testimony at my church, and they weren't healed. Well, that wasn't faith talking to you. That means no two ways about it. Now, you can get it. You can, but that was not faith talking to you because not, not what she had. You understand? That was you talking to you. See, God does not heal you so you can give a testimony. Did you know that? You already healed by his stripes. All you got to do is receive it. Testimony's on you, honey. If you want to get up there and talk, if somebody give you the mic, go and testify. But he does not heal you. He don't, Jesus did not go to the cross for us to give us a testimony. This is not a sideshow. God, the spirit of faith doesn't speak to you about that kind of stuff. That's just silly. People can go to Jesus without your testimony. Are you kidding? All they got to do is read their Bible and go and get healed. Come on now. He don't need your testimony. He might use it, but trust me, he don't need it. We have a greater testimony at Calvary, honey. If that didn't do it for everybody, you're saying what happened to you is not going to do it either. Now, I'm all in favor of testimonies building faith, but if you think God is healing you so that you can testify, you need to wipe that lie out of your mind. Huh? That is wrong thinking, folks. Because very often I've never seen yet a person who said that God told them that for that reason ever get it. That's just pride. That's religious pride talking. He don't need your testimony. You're not sick so that you can testify God can get you well. You're sick because you've been bad. Most of us. I know that's what causes mine. And so I, get, I just receive my healing from the Lord. And if he opens the door for me to share it, sure, I'll share it with people. But he doesn't take you know, a great, wonderful person that you are. That doesn't make you any more of a Christian just because he healed you and you can give a testimony. Don't ever think like that. Don't let the enemy rob you like that. And see, you'll keep going to the, through the same door instead of developing your faith and getting on the road of faith. You'll think you're just waiting for God to, to do this so that you can give this testimony. And that's not right thinking. That's wrong thinking. 
So praise God. And Lord, I take authority over that lie in the name of Jesus. Anybody's thinking that or has that in their heart? Father, I ask you to help them to renounce that as a lie of the enemy, Lord. We are already healed. And Father, if you open the door for testimony to encourage people's faith, that's a blessing to us. But Father, we are not sick so that we can get healed to give a testimony. And I thank you for releasing us from that, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. So it says, when Jesus turned him about and he saw her, he said, Daughter, don't be scared. Because that was her problem. One of the reasons she sneaked up on him is because she couldn't go directly to him and ask. But the spirit of faith even worked with her at that level. You see what I'm saying? Spirit of faith told her, just touch him. And that was a point of contact for her to release all of her faith to receive what he had. And he says, your faith has made you whole. And she was made whole from that very hour. She knew that she was well on the inside. So faith comes with a knowing that you have what it is that you're seeking. When faith is seeking, there's a hunger on the inside of you. After you receive it, there is a satisfaction that comes upon you. In fact, many people can receive that before they receive the manifestation of what they're asking for. That's that place where they say you know that you know that you know. So there's a place in God where it cannot be taken away from you because there's a deeper knowing. And you know that at some point you will get to the point where the manifestation is going to be released to you. Okay, So faith moves us with words that are forceful and must be obeyed. And this is the other thing about faith. If it's a casual thing on the inside of you or, you know, just an idea, it's weak faith. And you need to feed it on the word to get it strong. Because faith is very, very forceful. You know, people use it. I was looking at um, uh, Bridget's little girl, Bianca. She'll go grab an adult by the head and say, come. And just <laughs> a woman of few words. But everybody obeys. <laughs> Down. Now. <laughs> she gets it. huh? Because there's a demand for action in faith. Faith isn't a passive little wimpy thing that, you know, everybody says they don't know where she got it from. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) I mean, that's just in people, folks, and some more stronger than others, you know, and you can see what kids are, the gifts in children when they're born. You know, if they command people and then point at you and preach at the dog, what do you think she's doing? Huh? Give me a break. (laughs) In a family full of preachers, what else is she going to do? So, But that faith has that ability to command and bring attention and bring things under its obedience. See what I'm saying? Even in little people. And so never underestimate that faith. It will find a way for you to get to your manifestation. Now let me see if I can give you one more and then we'll pray for everybody. Pray for the sick. I always encourage people, don't tell somebody you're going to be somewhere at a certain time when God has a meeting going on. You understand what I'm saying? You give God enough time to do what he wants to do in your life. You understand what I'm saying? Because sometimes people will leave right at the point where they should have stayed and, and, you know, that kind of thing. So faith must produce. It keeps moving until it produces 
that which you are believing for. It produces after its own kind. If you want to be healed, feed on healing scriptures. If you want to have uh, a peace in your home, feed on peace scriptures or, or scriptures that tell you how to interact with people so that you can have that which you're seeking. But it mani- the word of God manifests itself all the time. So if you are in need of healing, read scriptures on healing. In Mark chapter 10, we'll go there real fast. And it's the story of blind Bartimaeus. And that will be our last one. And believe the Spirit of God will manifest. Holy Spirit manifests in these meetings in different ways. Like he met the sister outside the room. I mean, as long as we're here in the name of Jesus for God to do what he wants to do, he'll do those things that we desire. So, and I, I'm going to pray for her, too. I want to pray for you after the meeting. So, you know, we have the altar call come up. And we'll have her share a testimony with you, too. So, um, it says here... Uh, in verse 46, and when they came to Jericho, and they came to Jericho, and as he went out of Jericho. Now, Jericho was a cursed city. Remember that? They, the, when uh, Joshua and the children of Israel took that city and tore, God, tore that wall down, there was a curse on anybody who would rebuild the wall of that city. So as Jesus is coming out of that city, faith is getting in a stronger manifestation because there are atmospheres that are conducive for healing and atmospheres that are not. We all know this. If that weren't true, anybody could be healed in any church they'd ever go into. It would be in the building and not in the atmosphere you create. And so when when he came out of Jericho, it says, as he went out with his disciples at a great number of people, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the highway side begging. Now this was how blind people survived. They weren't able to work and they had to depend on the kindness of people for their very existence. He couldn't have had money to buy food, clothing, anything. And very often, the clothing that they wore identified them as blind. It's just like the white cane that people have now. You can tell a person is blind because you recognize that cane so that you know that person needs some special help or you know that they are vulnerable or you know to be kind to them or to assist them in some way. But in those days, beggars were very aggressive people anyway. You know, going from person to person and begging and stopping people and touching them. And, you know, sometimes they could be very um, obnoxious, you know, touching you, feeling you, asking you, you know. And it was common for them to be pushed around. Huh? Now think about it. You ever seen these people, homeless people come up to your car and stop and want to clean your window for, you know, windshield. And you see how they get treated. Well, that's the way blind people were. They were treated very rough. So he was accustomed to being told to shut up, go away, no, get away from me, you dirty beggar. And he was accustomed to abuse of all kinds. And so for Bartimaeus to beg and continue begging, usually they would stop. If somebody, you know, rebuked them the first time, they'd stop, but then they'd go to the next person and try somebody else. And so he comes out in this kind of an atmosphere. He's out there begging. And it says here, and when he heard, verse 47, that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. His faith found a way to express something more than just wanting money. 
and begging. He changed his confession. He could have easily asked Jesus for money. But somehow on the inside of him, something called faith had been developing all the time. And his faith held on to itself until there was a point of release of it. And that was at the point where it heard Jesus was passing by. And he begins to cry out and he says, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And many charged him, many people. That's what I'm saying. Blind people were accustomed to being pushed around. And most of the time when you pushed them, they went on to the next person. But faith has found the place of manifestation, and that's talking to Jesus. So his faith continues to speak even in the place of of face of all this, shut up, get away from here, you dirty beggar. Says many people told him to get away. And most times he would have gone away wounded, hurt, but he gets up, dusts himself off, and goes to the next person and begs some more. Please, sir, give me can I have for you know some food, something to eat, help a poor blind beggar. And so instead of him stopping the way he usually does, his faith told him, get up and keep saying it, cry louder. Faith tells you, cry louder. Faith tells you, didn't say it loud enough that time, cry louder. Faith tells you, you got to cry over the loud voices of these people telling you, to, hey, Jesus, come here. I want have mercy on me. I want to be healed. So instead of him shutting up and sitting down and going away wounded the way he usually did, which is what we do. How many times you go and get prayed for and it didn't happen that time? And you went somewhere and you sat. Some people get angry. Some people never come back a second time. Some people come to church, but they give up on their healing. Huh? Sit there day in and day out and don't let it bother them that they're not 100% whole. Guilty. Huh? Yeah, I've done it. I do it. So now, well, you know, when I get a chance to get the tapes on, I'll, mm, huh? Or you decide it's not that bad, huh? You decide you. I mean, we do that all the time. But Bartimaeus somehow, and that your faith is not telling you to say, "I'm going to live with it." Your faith doesn't tell you that. Your faith says, "Cry louder." Your faith said, "Give it another shot." Your faith says, keep plugging away at it. Your faith says, keep expressing what I tell you to express because it will get us to a place of manifestation. And it says, many charged him that he should hold his peace, but he cried the more a great deal. Thou son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stood still. Whenever you got his attention, it was a sure thing. The manifestation was right behind it. How do we know we get Jesus' attention? How do you know? Invisible. He lives inside of you. Well, you get an inner witness. You get a peace on the inside. His presence will show up in worship. You'll pray in tongues and you get a sense that there's peace between you and God. There are many, many ways that you know you have Jesus' attention on these things. And pretty soon, if you keep along that vein of getting his attention, you will have what it is that you are asking for, without a doubt. And he said here, he stood still and commanded him to be called. Jesus tells everybody else, now y'all shut up. You've been telling this man to shut up all this time. I want y'all to shut up. 
because it's Bartimaeus' turn. He's been begging y'all, been pushing him around, not treating him right. I got news for everybody here. Not only is he going to get money, I'm going to heal him. And he's going to have his own company and go to work. And y'all might be working for him tomorrow. Huh? Tell me about it. Don't you know God gets sick of people getting pushed around? He's a God of justice and judgment. He comes and he takes care of everything. You know, the fact that they, in one of the translations, is Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus. Now, a lot of, in, in Greek, he was Roman, Timaeus is Roman. But in that culture, if they referred to you as the son of somebody, that meant your father was a prominent man. So Bartimaeus might have had a family inheritance, but he couldn't work in the family because he was blind. He couldn't be a help to the business because he couldn't do anything. But, honey, let me tell you something. If that was Tuesday, Wednesday, I bet he showed up in Daddy's office. Say, hey, I got my sight yesterday. I'm here to get my hair. I'm here to take the company over. Huh? Y'all been cheating me out of my fair share all these years. I've been blind. Y'all saw me begging, treating me like dirt. Well, I got my sight, and I'm here to take over the company. Huh? Usually, Bartimaeus, the the word, the letter B-A-R, Bar, means the son of. So that was usually given to the firstborn son. Bartimaeus is like saying Howard Sr. and Howard Jr. So he was Timaeus Jr. And probably in line for family inheritance, if the you know, that that family had anything. But the fact that he had that name meant that they were people of prominence there. So Bartimaeus got his sight. He probably sat there and thought, he said, you know what? I could be running my daddy's company if I get these eyes of mine healed. If I could see something, go out there. <laughs> get to working on it. Huh? So when, when, he, when you start to meditate like that and you desire the end result of what it is you're asking for, your faith will come and jump out of you. That faith that you say, hey, wait a minute. I could have, I don't have to beg. You know, sometimes people have to get angry about where they are before they'll get stirred up. You need to get angry about sickness. You need to get angry about poverty. And when you get sick and tired of being sick and tired, you'll call Jesus. And people tell you, no, nah, Jesus don't heal. You mean you go, no, nah, nah, don't go to that meeting. You know, they don't, hey, Jesus, God don't heal people this day. No, 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 no. No, he got sick of being sick. He got tired of people pushing him around and telling him not to believe God. Tell him not to stand on the word. Don't believe God for that. That don't ever happen. Well, suppose so-and-so. And suppose, suppose I get my healing. Suppose I get it. Then I can go out of here 100% whole. I don't have to sit like this anymore. I don't have to beg. I don't have to be dependent upon anything or anybody. Not a pill, not anything. You know, sometimes you you can get into a habit sometimes of taking pills for everything. You know, especially if the symptoms are troublesome. You know, and I notice I've been keeping less, you know, I keep a little NyQuil on the nightstand. <laughs> Just in case my nose get plugged up and I've got to go to healing school and tell people I'm well. <laughs> That's a shame. So I took my last swig and I don't play the button no more. <laughs> uh, I'm just telling on myself. Because you know what? Sometimes you can sit up there and get dependent on. And y'all be coming to AA meetings to get healed if I keep that up. <laughs> I come from a long line of alcoholics. You understand? I can't play with that stuff. 
But you know what I'm saying? It gets to be a convenient habit sometimes just to depend on natural things and always seeking. And I thought to myself, I said, you know something, God? I can do better than this. Because there was a time I didn't buy the stuff, didn't think about buying it, you know, any of that kind of thing. And I'm going to get back on the word. Me, you, Jesus, me, and you. You know, we're going to do this. We're going to keep me well the way I've always been accustomed to being kept well. So here Bartimaeus, Jesus says, be of good comfort. He's calling you. Rise. He's calling you. Whenever you get healed, you come up to a higher level spiritually. Everything in you is elevated. Your relationship to God is elevated. Your understanding's elevated. Your your comfort is elevated. That's why they tell them, rise. Jesus always spoke to people when they were getting ready to receive something, tell them, get up. It's time to come up higher. You're coming up a notch in God. And he says here, he told him, be of good comfort. And he, casting away his garment. See, and that's faith. Know that you know that you know. Bartimaeus said, now I thought about this long and hard. I got a company over there to run. I'm not a beggar anymore. I'm a rich man. And you know what? Probably begging reinforced his feeling that he was poor. Huh? It just does. I'm telling you, if you want to walk in prosperity, you got to quit begging folk for stuff. Huh? And, you know, just mention it around the right saying at the right time. Get to, you know. Huh? That's begging, too. That's begging backwards. Huh? Put your hand out behind your back. That's true. And see, that just reinforces poverty. So Bartimaeus decides, "Uh uh-uh, I'm dropping this whole, I'm giving it all to Jesus. I'm putting everything on the line. If I don't beg another day, if I stumble around blind, I'm getting rid of this robe. This robe gets me noticed. It gets me beat up. It gets me rebuked and pushed around. I don't need it anymore. And if nothing, if this man don't heal me, I just go robeless. But I'm getting my healing today. Because his faith found a way to the manifestation. Your faith will find a way to get you to where God wants you to be. Your faith right now is showing you the way to get your healing is to come up and get prayed for. So if anybody wants to give, that's your faith finding your Find your way to the altar and we'll pray for you and God will heal you. Because your faith found your way for you to get here. Your faith will find a way to you to get to the altar. Your faith has found your way to get to Jesus and get everything that you need today. And don't go away empty-handed. Don't leave before you have an opportunity to receive from God. Come up and get what it is that God sent you here for without fail. Without fail. Without fail, God will do this. The spirit of faith is not a spirit of failure. The spirit of faith is not a spirit of of, uh, going away empty-handed or disappointment. Disappointment never comes from God. Results in manifestation only come from God. So you want results and you want manifestation only. The spirit of faith has led you this far. Don't back away from it. Let God complete and do what it is that he wants to do in you. You can play some music, Junior. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus loves you. He gave his very life for you to receive everything, everything that he has. There's nothing God has that you can't have.